Jamie Ray. Here we are again, my friend. <laughs> We've been on quite a roll, this little window that you've been home. Been a lot of podcasting. I think this is going to be, of course, I don't know how these have got released exactly, but this will be our fifth sit down, which is going to mean we've got almost pushing on seven hours worth of sit down together, but it's been a true joy. That's a lot of talking <laughs> to each other. I'm actually for our, for our final recording going to use a cough drop. Oh, hopefully that doesn't click clack around too bad. You better take you, care of it because I don't want to delete this whole podcast. Oh, do you remember the, were you ever around to experience the fisherman's friend? Is that from Grandpa Don? Yeah. I don't remember him, but I remember tale of them. Tales of since Since this podcast does spend a lot of time sharing tales, and maybe they still make them, but they were a cough drop. I remember, I think Luke introduced them to me. He got them from Grandpa Don, maybe, from the store. But yeah, it was a whole new level. Like I was used to cough drops. Like I wanted cough drops that like tasted good. Like kind of half candy. Fruit breezers. Yeah, fruit breezers. Yeah, Yeah, Those were like the biggest crock. Like as far as like, there's no way these can be cough drops. They're fruit breezers. Where'd those go anyway? Fisherman's Friend, I believe they were called. And they were basically, I don't know, they just got all the most bitter components that are on the earth and put them together into one little chalky powdery little tablet. It was like a tablet. It wasn't even like a lozenge. It was like chalky. It wasn't what you think of. Really? Yeah. And it was so bitter that you just immediately go to gagging. It would just numb everything. And it was interesting. So I just a little sidebar there. Yeah, I like it. Oh, man. See, you've got a little Luke Skywalker. Yeah, not sure go, what this go is. juice there, too. Something mom had here. So it's way late into the night, you guys. We are into the middles of the night. And we got this. We got, we got some good stuff coming at you. So we're actually just going to go ahead and jump right in. Because I don't want to run out of time. We've got we've got a lot of good stories. Yeah, we and this do. is our this is our last opportunity yeah. before you got to catch a flight and roll on. So, you back and back up or wherever we're at in this trucking tale, you took off. Yeah, and this is again of your kind of coming of age in the trucking yeah, industry. Yeah, kind of my history, and then your involvement, how you wove your way into the tapestry of I, my I was career. there, man. You to were. auction school. I've always been there. Always been. Can't yeah, quite get rid of me, John <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but you started getting some paying gigs and you know, with our Hay Holland that we started doing, our old Fred Lease up in oh, yeah. Harlem and, and the that stuff. And then yeah. we hauled those cattle out of the big round corral yep. and hauled them down and uh, did some auctioneering. And then you took off and spent your two years on your church mission in these remote, basically, is it safe to say third world? Oh, for sure. 100%? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Without a doubt. Two years living third world. Could you give just a brief yeah. rundown of your living conditions? Yeah. And this generally? is, this will be relevant. You'll see why. Because yeah. this is, yes. I was in a place called Chuk, which is a lagoon that has a bunch of little islands on it. There's one main island that has an airport and, you know, has electricity and things like that. And then, and it's small. I mean, it's tiny, you know, probably maybe like 6,000 acres or something like that. There's one, this island. That's the main the, island. That's the main, main island. Big one. And then, then the, a bunch of outer islands. And these outer islands do not have electricity or running water or anything like that. I spent most of my time in those outer islands. So, you know, our place, we had a, just a little hut that had, we had a solar unit that barely worked. It was just enough to, I mean, flush, flush a toilet for like half the day, pretty much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we were, that's about all we had. So, Damn, you're yeah. kind of camping out. Yeah, drawing water out of 
wells showering outside and things so like that. Do like hand-drawn water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for showering. Some of stuff. them. Yeah. No, well, I should, for like drinking and cooking, we had these collection tanks that yeah. we could use. But for showering and stuff, we just, we just showered like everyone else, which is actually the, the guys, we just wear skirts, <laughs> like women's skirts. You, okay. Like all the dudes just wear them and you go shower and you just, you know, you're pretty covered up, but it's just out in the open and you're just <laughs> at a well and you're just drawing stuff off. So it's the one white dude on the island out there. Just out shower. there rolling. But yeah, so no running vehicles, obviously, or anything like that. So for about two years, I was... You didn't drive. There was a short... I was in Guam for six months in the middle of that and drove a little bit there, but then I was back on Chuk for, you know, the rest of the, of the deal. So drove a couple hundred miles worth of driving in two years, basically. Yeah. 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 So that's where I was at while Jackson was expanding the business so, and yeah. really starting to take off. And I'll, and I'll share more of my expansion stuff, you know, with Luke at another time, just, just for the sake of wanting to get to these stories, these last kind of trucking stories that we have. But yes, the, the hay hauling business continued to grow. To the point where I ended up procuring some more equipment, a yeah. little, little more legit, a little more. When I say a little more, I don't mean much. It was in better condition, but older. <laughs> I got a couple hay trailers from the 1970s for $5,000 for a full set of doubles, a 48-foot trailer and a, and a 30-foot trailer, and brought them home, shaped them up, slapped a coat of paint on, left the neon green out. Did yeah, not no, put any a, neon. That was a one-time. In fact, did you end up painting over the neon? I did. Like like six months later, I shot it all back <laughs> with black. When that six-month window of that Vanished. fad was over, we said, no, yeah. we're done with that. Yeah, but there's a few diehards out there that are like, oh, no, even today, they still you still see a green and fluorescent green and black truck or trailer out there still every once in a while. I think they should probably <laughs> let that go the way <laughs> yeah, of the buffalo. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, got some more hay trailers, ended up getting a few more cow trailers, got rid of the little tandem axle trailer I had and got a couple of triple axles to keep up with. And all the while just cash flowed this and kept growing. So two years goes by. When you left, we were doing these, these great hard fun stories. Yeah. And when you returned, I was in the thick of it. Like, and, oh. and, and when, you're, when you're in the thick of it, when you're growing your business, whether it's trucking or otherwise... You're just taking any, everything, whatever. Here it is. Like this guy's got one load of hay. This guy needs 12 loads of hay. This guy needs two. You're taking it all. You, we got, we got, this guy's got a pretty good pasture deal or, you know, it's a hundred mile in-state run. We're doing it. Like we're just, you're not, you're just taking it all. And your, your bush, so to speak, is just really raw. And as you get more experienced, there's got to be a better metaphor for that. But yeah, keep going. As your tree is, is kind of wild. <laughs> okay. You let it <laughs> As your beard, as your business grows, your beard is pretty unkept and crazy. Yeah. Anyway, once you start developing legit, more steady contacts, you start to weed out and prune some of the smaller and lesser things away and kind of start to focus. But at the time that you got home, I was not anywhere in the pruning stage. I was still in the just whatever auctions. I'll, I'll do any auction that comes in. I'll do any cattle haul. I'll do any hay haul. I'll go build fence. I'll do a custom fence. We did some custom yeah. fencing those back in those times. Yeah. And with Luke too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll do that with Luke. Just, yeah, we'll zoom in on that and do that. That'd yeah, be fun. Just all of it. In fact, I would, where I was at, obviously no email or anything like that. So I would just get, send letters and receive letters. The only way yeah. I could talk to y'all. And I, I still have these letters, but getting them from you and just be like, man, it's getting pretty wild here. <laughs> really excited for you to come home. I hope you're ready to <laughs> truck, man. Cause. <laughs> We're going to be rolling. And it was, you were getting home. You got home in the spring, right? Yeah. And it, it was right 
See, here in the springtime, everyone is just running out of hay. And so anyone that thought they could get through the winter, they realize they're not going to make it. So you get this flurry of hay orders and people need it and they need it now because they're actually feeding day by day. Like, I got to have that hay tomorrow because I fed my last bales today. Yeah. So you get home and I'm like, by now I've got two hay trains set up, which are basically two sets of doubles. Yeah. You know, two 48 foot trailers pulling 28 or 30 foot pups behind them. Big. And when they're loaded with hay, I mean, they're a big old massive thing. They're, they're 12 and a half feet wide, 12 feet wide and almost 15 feet tall. They're, they're just a big old thing. And you more or less, I'm not exaggerating. You get home on like a Friday and I'm like Saturday morning. We're like, no, this is, this is where when you use that word, literally, this is the prep. This is a great spot to put it for, to provide that <laughs> emphasis. Uh-huh. And I don't think I can explain this. I don't think I'd be shocked if there was anyone listening who could really understand what this is like to go doing some trucking, not a whole ton, but being like, okay, I can truck, I can get through a gear pattern yeah, I can you know. do it and, and be safe and efficient and, you know, and then going two years without driving anything, any, any motorized vehicle <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. And then coming back and with, within literally hours. <laughs> yeah. Liter- like honestly, two or three days was about what it was. Uh-huh. And it was, it, I think it was like a Friday. Hey okay, man. I think Sunday Mo- afternoon or evening we were heading yeah, up. We're leaving to Sunday morning. to load Monday. That's in all actuality. That's what the timing was like. I'd never driven a long nose semi before. No, either. you hadn't. Yeah. You come home and all of a sudden there's long nose trucks around yeah. and you're like, what are these? You sell out? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Rooster raised us on cab overs and you got these, you got these long nose trucks now floating around. So insane, really, that mm-hmm. you're like, all right, we're going up. And those first runs were from Seiko, Montana. Mm-hmm. Again, right up near the way Canadian border. northeastern Montana. And then running all the way down to Shoto, Montana yep. is what we were, where we were running through Haver and down yeah. that way. Long roll, long roll. Yeah. For, for local stuff, pretty good roll. Yeah. But what's also funny and which is just like, I know my brother loves me is that Jackson's pretty particular about his stuff, who operates his stuff and things like that. And, you know, even some people who drove truck and if Jackson had seen them operate and they weren't up to snuff, you know, kind of, they're never touching any of my equipment thing. <laughs> But somehow you trusted me to come off the plane from Chuuk and my boy. throw me in a hay train. I, I definitely never pulled doubles before. Yeah, first time. And then just saying, all right, bud, no time like the present. Let's do it. I, it, was, it was born out of necessity. What did they it see? Really you know, was. Some of the greatest experiences yeah. are born out of necessity. Is it necessity is the mother of all inventions. Ah, or that's like that. the actual quote. Yeah. I never doubted you for a second though. And I never have. Just for the record, with all the things Why? we do, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like, well, he's my blood, so he'll be fine. Like, I would like stack you up against anyone and be like, no, I'm stony. He's fine. It all, it's always worked out, but it's, oh, I've always loved that. But yeah, those runs. Oh. So, yeah. And from, so, what I remember about that specific experience, a couple of things. The first one was that I somehow got from you some kind of stomach bug sickness that you brought from the Allegedly. <laughs> Still, I mean, there's no way to confirm that. I've never had any issues, any like any digestives, anything. And Weston gets home and all of a sudden I got this just the most strange stomach cramp, weird, like what in uh, uh, like having to pull over all the time, just like running for the hills, just running for this, just running. (laughs) 
That is actually true, though. <laughs> Whatever you had, whether or not it, I brought it back from the islands and gave it to you, we would be you know, pulling loaded with hay, pulling onto the highway, you know, off the gravel onto the highway, and then all of a sudden, Jackson's truck is just shutting down. And before he's even to a full stop, I swear he's I see him just sprinting out, he's running and then the just field. jumping to the fields, <laughs> dropping trow and just turning loose, <laughs> throw it, throwing and going. It was the most bizarre <laughs> thing. It was just so weird. It had. I'm like, I've never had this. It never came till Weston came back, and so it's got to be some kind of island thing. I don't know. That some is, hitchhiker that came back. That's so hurtful. <laughs> so, anyway, there's one scale on this route. Okay. Oh yeah. There's one scale on this route in Haver, Montana, and it's it's about halfway through the trip, little little past the halfway mark, and we'd been rolling a few loads back and forth, and the scales closed a lot of the time, so we didn't have any issues. And we're on our last round. So by now you're, you you kind of got your groove. You're, you're as best as you can. You're feeling yourself, you know, and, and we roll into Haver and the scale sign is open. And at this point in my trucking career, I, you know, an open scale sign definitely meant you, you got to pull in and face the music. Hopefully there's no music playing, you know, you're, they're going to just let you go through and you're fine. But for whatever reason, this guy hadn't seen us and, you know, double hay trains. He just, he just decided to pull us in. So he pulls us in and even like we, we had all the proper stuff. Like I had the trucks ready to go. I had the permits. It was all legitimate, but they still, they bring you in and they want to go through everything to see if they can find anything that's awry. And we get in there and the guy is like, I always, I'm real personable and like friendly and can usually win people over. I think that's something kind of us Allens have a pretty good, you know what I mean? Pretty good personality and can make friends pretty easy. And so you, you always go to the scale first off the bat and always try to, Hey man, how's it going? How's, yeah. old, how's the old cook treating you today? And whatever. This guy was not having it at all. Zero. Older kind of retirement age. You could tell he'd been working about three or four years past when he wanted to be working. You know, it's just like, he's done. And so he's like, hey, papers. And we're like, whoa, okay, okay. Jay was working hard to break down those uh, walls too. And just like the hardest I've worked in nothing. And, and Weston's, Weston's pretty aloof. He's still, you were, you were seriously still trying to learn just to speak English again. Yeah, that's another thing. That's the other I, I thing you got to bring up. I have been speaking English for two years. I've been speaking Chukis for two years. Could you speak a little Chukis on here? Just so they yeah. know. This is the language Weston spoke because this was this, and it was only, used on these islands. It's not like when you learn Spanish or French or whatever, you use it around the world. This was only spoke on these islands. So it is native to just this little region. Yeah, to so it'd be like, yeah, what'd you say? Just like, you know, shout out or greetings to everyone out there listening. Thanks oh, for really? supporting the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> There were times where you'd be talking and then you'd just be like, and the word just word wouldn't come, come to you. Yeah. So um, it, it was actually hard for me to, I was a lot more timid that coming back from my mission than I was when I left because it was you're a little shaky. With well, English yeah. Cause again, it's like, man, know? I'm not good at English anymore. Sometimes I feel like I'm still trying to relearn. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get going and you can say, well, I was going to say Jackson was working every angle with this guy <laughs> to try to get some, cause I, one thing I do remember is you see his name. We're up in Haver. And you see his name. And I remember you thinking, oh, I think there's some people who went to the same church that we go to up here. Oh, yeah. I thought and I had a connection. It, which you did. This guy did go to the same and church I did. as us and everything. And, and I think I had maybe had 
had grown up with some kids. Yeah. Maybe was yeah, some so, of his yes, relatives sure. or something. So some commonality there. Yeah, just so, some common ground. So you're like, oh, and you like say his last name. You're like, you know, I think, think I knew some up here that were, you know, maybe I met from some church functions or something like that. And I remember him just, just looking at you and just looking down, just yeah, not didn't taking even respond the to This it. guy's like, just even don't respond. even just, try, just trucker. Just look back now. And I'm like, oh man. So I'm so just, Jay was working every angle. So, nothing. Yeah. So I'm pretty much done. Just like at this point, like, okay, well, whatever. He's like, well, let me see your logbook. And I'm like, okay. So I'm giving him my logbook and I've got all kinds of papers and permits. And there's a lot of stuff to sift through in my logbook. And he's like, I, I think I anticipated maybe that he was going to grab Weston's logbook next. And I wasn't quite sure... Weston used to do logbooks, but it was just in a shaky area. And I was like, I, I don't even know. So I flip open Weston's logbook for him while the guy's looking at mine. And I realize upon opening it that all the pages have my name on it, m- records of my trips. I realize it's my, it's my extra cattle hauling logbook. Like I, I had, had my two and whatever in my truck and I had just thrown in my other one. I was like, here's a logbook for you. And I'm like, oh no. He's going to, if he looks at this, he's going to see they're all Jackson, you know, and I'm like, oh goodness. So I'm like, like, it's just getting really a lot of tension. And he's like, what's this trip? And what's that? And I'm trying to explain my log book while I'm slowly slipping Weston's back across the counter and down. And right at that moment, all of a sudden. Well, and, and so this is from my perspective Yeah, okay. is that I realize things are getting not hot and heavy, but a little hot. Getting a little warm. De- just uncomfortable. Just a like, little stressy. Like little, feeling. A lot of questions. A lot of paperwork. A lot of stuff flying around. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm trying to relearn English. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and so I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, big brother's going to take care of everything here. And I'm kind of looking around the scale house. Something catches my eye. Uh-huh. Which is a common theme. Food related things catch uh-huh. my eye. Uh-huh. But I see there's a cookie jar there. And I'm a little hungry. Right, we you yeah, know, we've been rolling hard. Road. Yeah, you're always a eat. little hungry. Yeah, so I see there's a cookie jar. And it's pretty cool. It's like a like a law enforcement person. We're yeah. in the scale house. Oh, that's kind of cool. And thing where you you tip it back and reach in, take out the yeah, you like tip the officer's head and shoulders over. Or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it reach kind of in yeah. half. And yeah. you go in there. So I think no time like right now. Just Might as well. So as, so as you know, as this is things are getting hot and heavy over here. I kind of hear that fade out, and I just. You know, it's see, like muffled so, background. Yeah, exactly. So back totally focused on in. this cookie jar. So I reach out and I push the head back. And as I do that, it's a little trick cookie jar. And so as I do that, this little law enforcement agent thing goes in a real obnoxious, loud voice. Mm-hmm. Stop. Step away from the cookie jar. Stop. Step away from. <laughs> and then I think it was like a, it was a little on the fritz. And so to make it worse, I'm scrambling trying to get it to shut up, but then it just, it's on the fritz. So it's going, stop, step away from, stop, 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 cookie jar, cookie jar, cookie jar, cookie jar, step away from, step away from, step away from the cookie jar, cookie jar, cookie jar, cookie I can't get this thing to stop. So I am just mad scramble, just all in the middle of this even. Oh yeah, it was empty. nothing in there. She's false advertising. In the middle of this tense situation, I'm scrambling and now Jackson's like, what in the world is going on over there? And this, the scale house guy, but it kind of saved our bacon a little bit. Because he kind of got flustered enough in the commotion. I I was able to slip your logbook down under, stick it down my back of my pants. And he got, you know, this, where are you going? We're like, this last load, just, you know, 
hungry cows, you know, everything's pretty tight end of the year. Just, you, you got your permits here. Oh, yeah. And in the end, he kind of he kind of just got tired and bailed out and was just like, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And with this noise and all this distraction, it's kind of, all right, boys. Let's. Yeah, he was a little, he was having a bad day. And Weston inadvertently saved our bacon. Yeah, I did. Step away from the cookie jar. <laughs> and you know that thing is on? Yeah. Where did it, where did it reappear? Recently, I was watching The British Office, season oh. two, episode one. Uh-huh. I think it's the merger episode, but they, it's. It's that exact same one same is one. on there. I die. I called, I FaceTimed Jackson and said, look at this. And then showed him. It, it all funny. came running back. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Pretty good stuff. Oh, you know, the other last thing I remember about that trip was that you made a, you did make one bad rookie mistake when we got to the feedlot. When wind was blowing, probably this is that Rocky Mountain front south of Browning. Wind was blowing probably 60 miles an hour and they were grinding straw. Oh man just upwind of where we were unloading our trucks and Weston had rolled his windows down to kind of see his way through where we were going yeah, getting in and out of stack getting yard, out, kind of looking out stuff, yeah. and uh, forgot to roll them up so for the hour that we were they were grinding straw just blowing chaff and straw as I'm unstrapping my load and stuff mm-hmm. just <laughs> like a funnel go, straight in my cab you go to sit back in pretty much just a bed of straw that that was I was worst. pretty good about it though I didn't get too no you were like, fine it's alright you know yeah kind of your truck you're pretty now. forgiving <laughs> the other thing i remember that is there's the last thing on the whole, whole experience was again fresh off never running any vehicle right and on that trip south of shelby you come across on highway two and then you drop south at shelby yeah and on the interstate right yep, yeah yep. and the marias river hill right? and up yeah. big old thing scariest thing for i mean you're having to drop gears like crazy you know and when I, you're climbing out yeah, when you're climbing out, yeah. right? So you're dropping gears and and I remember every single time, I mean, this is me pretty much relearning how to drive a truck <laughs> and you'd be in front of me and I'd be going good and so, we'd be on the CB. And you're you're weighing about 110,000 pounds is okay. your gross weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like almost every time missing a gear and then getting, and end up just having to grab one of my lowest gears, put on my flashers and just crawl. <laughs> just crawl. And just every time. You know, first time, I mean, like you on the CB and like, all right, Stoney, you all right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then going, then maybe like, oh, shoot, Jay, I missed a guy. I'm going to be, I got my flashers on. I'm going to be forever getting out of this thing. So embarrassing. And then by, you know, like the third one, you know, be like, all right, let's, all right, let's hit this thing. And then you getting up where you couldn't see me. And then after a while, you didn't see me. And you're like, you know, I just hear, you, you got your flashers on? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just knew. I mean, that's that's just like, make sure you watch. But by yeah. the fourth or fifth, I was hitting my gears, and it's probably it probably a good way to get back in the swing of things. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember those ones where there was nothing. You just saying, basically, did it happen again? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, those heavy loads are not very forgiving when you if you don't hit the window of the that shift just perfectly when you weigh that much on a steep hill. It's like, oh yeah. And, and the truck nope. I was in, the transmission was just a little. Little it was a, yeah, it was a, yep. So let's see. So from there, I had developed another interesting contact, which was down in Wyoming. And this was actually, this is what really made, made me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Huge. And I'm going to have this guy on the podcast sometime. You got he'll to. He'll be a kick. You got um, to. But through Craigslist, again. <laughs> Craigslist, Craigslist provides. I know. I know. I'm cruising Craigslist, just scouring for any and everything. And I see this ad for a guy needing to figure out how to get straw down to Wyoming, which is, you know, anywhere from three to 400 miles from, you know, where we're at. 
and he's needing these loads of straws. It had to be certified weed-free straw. So it's kind of hard to find, a little more expensive, but he needed a good contact up here. And anyway, so we end up getting together and he's, he needs like a lot. He's like, I need like 30 or 40 loads of straw. And at the time, I want to say he was paying $5 a loaded mile. Crazy. Which is just so high because he needs it. It was what he was doing with it is when they put in new pipelines, he was like the reclamation guy. So he would reseed the pipeline, put grass down. And in Wyoming, you have, it's, you're required by law to put certified straw as a cover over the seed to help it grow up. Yeah. And so he just needed massive amounts of straw. Just an awesome dude. Down home, cowboy. The best dude you could ever meet. Yeah. It's become just one of my great friends and kind of mentors. Yeah. Really. And so, so we start doing that and that was kind of in the same window that summer and he's needing all these loads. And so I'm like, it's perfect. I got my little brother Stoney's back home. I got these two trains set up. Was Jeff uh, call me Stony Ray? Stony Ray, that's yeah. right. In fact, we ended up putting three trains together, and I'm not sure what or why I wasn't having you pull a regular train, but we pulled Frankenstein out mm. that $500 cab over that we put together, and yes. by then we had put a 28 foot flatbed on the back of it. Yeah, and got a dolly, and I had you pulling that 48 foot. Yeah, that trailer that my fabricator. Yeah, yep, <laughs> that one. The yes. neon green and black. Now painted Now black. painted all black. We had that hooked up. And so I had you in that. And so you're back to the cab over the old nine speed. So a straight truck pulling a 48 foot flatbed. Yeah. With a dolly. Yep. With a dolly. Just awesome. And it, and it, and it always, you, you, it looked overweight because it was a single axle dolly pulling a 48 foot trailer, which mm-hmm. in the trucking world is very like, whoa, that's suspect. But because it was straw, straw. it was so light, you, you were, you were totally fine. But. To a scale guy, it would look like, well, that's Always not, a we're going to check you out for sure. Yeah. We're going to check you out for sure. So one, let's see here. Oh yeah. This would definitely be one of the ringers. So we go to start hauling some straw down into Wyoming via Cody, Wyoming. We were going clear down to like Muddy Gap, I think was Jeff the name City. of the place. Jeff City, was it? Yeah. Just these little old gas towns. And the uh, best way to get there was Billings to Laurel to Cody, Wyoming down through Thermopolis, through the Wind River Canyon, and on down. Yep. Climb over the, was it Alcova Hill? Is that what it was called? Beaver Rim. Yeah. Yep, right out of oh, River, thing was Riverton. A, Go south out of Riverton. Yeah, out of Riverton. Yeah. That thing was a mother beast. Yeah. If you've never climbed up Beaver Rim, it's a once-in-a-lifetime pull. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> so even with those straw loads, you'd be like in first, second gear. I doubt there's a lot of people who truck that regularly. <laughs> no, I don't think kinda so. Kind of go into the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you kind of have to be going there with a purpose. Anyway, at this time, I had had, had this Peterbilt cab over, which is, a, if you've watched the, the Wild Wild West YouTube, it's the one that I, well, I guess actually if you watch Diesel Brothers, if you watch mm-hmm. Heavy D Sparks YouTube channel, it's the truck that I've taken to Cerro Gordo and the truck I've done a lot of adventures with them on. Anyway, I had that truck in the mix at this time. It's another just starting to collect trucks at this point. And I don't know why or what the, I think I had plates for it, but they had expired or something. I'm not sure. But for some reason, the truck wasn't quite ready to roll. It wasn't my first choice of truck because there's some things I wanted to do to it, but I was in it. Maybe my other truck broke down. I'm not sure the circumstance, but Weston's in the good old Frankenstein. Yeah. And I am in this Peterbilt cab over 
and I've got a big load of straw on. Stoney's got a big load of straw on. You're hauling like 45 round bales a load. Yeah. And but we, nice and light. Nice and light. So we go down through the Laurel Scale in just outside of Billings, Montana. And uh, what I had decided it was a, it was like he needed it like it's like an emergency weekend load or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we can get it down to you. But that truck that I had, the licensing wasn't correct. And I, I don't know the circumstance, but it wasn't correct. But I had to use it. There's no way. And the courthouse was closed and the straw had to go. So I thought this great idea that I would just use, to, it's just one trip, just down and back. It's a weekend, you know, very light enforcement typically on weekends, especially this trip's like the middle of nowhere. Basically, I'm thinking it's just this Laurel scale thing mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. So I go and decide I'm going to print out a temporary tag. I'm going to make my own temporary tag. <laughs> on Microsoft Word. <laughs> on Microsoft Word. Because the temps that give you are pretty like, I mean, it's like a, it says Montana on the top and it's like gives you an expiration date. So I'm like, okay. So I just make an expiration date and I put like a VIN number down along the bottom. <laughs> this, and there's nothing illegal about that. Like I just, I put an expiration date on a piece of paper. I didn't say like, this is a temporary. It's not forging anything. Because I'm not saying this is a temporary plate. I just said, I just this is an no comment from me on any of this. That's all I'm going to say. I have no comment <laughs> so, on any of this. So I put it, I take it, and it looks somewhat like, and basically I'm just trying to put something in the window that'll be like, oh yeah, there's something up there. They're fine. So I do this. Weston's behind me in this old beater bomb, Frankenstein. Oh, Frankie. We go to Laurel Scale, and we drive through it, and they green light me. Right on through. Yeah. So I'm like, sweet. So I'm rolling through. I look back and I see Weston gets the, gets the come in with your papers. And it's, I guarantee it's because of that single dolly yeah, that they're thinking, sure. oh, something's wrong. We better check his stuff. So I go to the end of the parking lot and I'm like, oh, is he going to be, does he know enough yet? Does to, he have English? Does he have a decent command on the <laughs> English language yet? <laughs> is he going to get through? After a few minutes, I'm like, I better go just double check on him. So after he's in there and you were doing fine, I should have just stayed out yeah. of it. You were doing fine. I go in there and the guy's like, oh, what can I do for you? And they're never nice. This is just like, what, like what, why would you come in here? And you're like, ah, oh, just my little brother here. He's like, so? And I'm like, is it illegal to come in here and just come see how he's doing? We're traveling together. Well, if you're going to be in here, why don't you go get your papers and I'll look at them too. Okay. No, you gave me a green light. I told him, I was like, well, you gave me a green light. He's like, well, so you stopped and you're here. I'm like, Thinking your chance was when I went across and you didn't do it. So if you want to come inspect me, come out here and inspect me. I'm not going to go. Anyway, that was back when I was a lot more mild. So I was like, oh, okay. So I go and I'm like walking to my truck going like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm like, should I just get in and run? I'm like, no. So I go and I, I go and I get my insurance because I had insurance and all that. Yeah. It was all fine. So yeah, I, yeah. I get my insurance and whatnot and I, I, I peel it out of my windshield. And I bring this this paper, this plain white paper, with this ex, this random expiration date and my VIN number on the bottom. And I go walking back in, and I don't know if you even knew what was no had the no gravity idea. of the situation. And again, I, no comment even today. <laughs> so I walk in, and he's I was like, here you go. And I give him like I give him my permit. You know, I had yeah. everything else I needed because I keep a year round permit on that truck. And he's like, okay. He's like, and what's this? I'm like. <laughs> That's my, I think that's my, I guess it's, I don't know. I think yeah, what is my, that thing? I guess I'm trying not to specifically say that's my temporary tag. 
What do you believe that? What, is? what, is you, what does it look like? <laughs> what are your thoughts? And so I'm like, well, I, th- I think that's just my, that's my temporary thing they gave me or whatever. And he's like, this? And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? What's wrong with it? And he's like, he holds it up. He's like, this? And I'm like, all right. He's like, what is this? And I'm like, I don't know. They gave it to me at the courthouse. And then I start going into full on just pure trying to just somehow save my life mode. So I'm like, like yeah. I went to the courthouse and their system was down or something. I, I don't really understand. I sent my wife in and kind of trying to be very vague to not incriminate, you know. So that's, I don't know, that's just what they said. Their system was down. That's what they sent home. And they're like, I'm calling Helena, which is the capital. He's like, I'm calling my supervisor. I'm like, great. Probably call the Yellowstone County Sheriff while you're at it. (laughs) Come arrest me. (laughs) So he calls Helena and they're like, I don't know. He's like, have you ever heard of a courthouse just printing off a thing? And I'm just like, and by now it's kind of like, kind of like your story where you were teasing Kyle about the auctioneering thing. <laughs> oh, no. You're just, you're in it. And that's why I'm like, I'm like, I got to sell it. And when you're selling something, it's all about just confidence. And so he, you know, yeah, this is what they gave you. And he's asking me again with the guy on the phone. I'm like, ah, yeah, Fergus County, you know, it's crazy. Kind of Western up there. <laughs> and he's just like, he hangs up the phone. He's like, look. I don't know what, I don't even know. And I'm like, I don't either. It seemed weird to me, but what am I supposed to do? They send it home, you know, like, wait, they don't even. And he's like, here's the deal. You got all your permits, your insurance. It's all good. I don't know why, whatever. I'm going to give you a ticket for no registration, which is all really it was in the yeah, end. It wasn't that big yeah, of a deal. Really, so, just- so he gives me like a $40, no registration ticket. And he's like, that'll get you out there and back to wherever you're going. And you get that straightened out and take that thing out of your window. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And, and if I realized that's all, the, that's all it would have been like, Oh, $40 deal. And they let you go. Yeah. I was young. I didn't know any different. Yeah. I wouldn't even have bothered to like, whatever. Yeah. 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 The real lesson is don't ever go back and try to save your brother. Just, <laughs> just go. Cause had I just left you to the wolf and you, you probably would have got out just fine. Yeah. I would have, they would have realized I have. Yeah. Maybe also just a follow up. Don't ever, under any circumstance, for whatever reason, ever. Don't. Don't just don't ever print out <laughs> something and put it in your window if you if you think that's maybe something you should do here. Just <laughs> he's like, definitely don't. What's this? Like, ah, my kids were coloring with crayons. I have scratch paper. <laughs> Why does they have a truck? Unless it looks good to you. <laughs> Wink. Are you okay? I'm sliding twenty dollars no. across the table. <laughs> oh no. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so that trip. So we get rolling. We get out, and I don't know if you remember, but we got down into Wyoming, no problem. But we were running really behind schedule because the wind got really bad. Yes, it did. And we were just putting along because we we're just getting hammered, yeah. and being at the scale for an hour and a half. Yeah, also put us way behind schedule. Yeah, so we pulled into. Th- I remember that we pulled it into, and we can't run. You're not supposed to run oversized after dark. Yeah, half an hour after dark to get parked. And yeah, so we pull into Thermopolis at darkish. You know, yeah, McDonald's was pretty there. well dark. Yeah, hit the hit the McDonald's and get on the road because it's just man. If we get from Thermop through the Wind River Canyon and just through Riverton, then it is just like like nothing. Right, pure desolation. Absolutely nothing and all the way to where we're going. And it's Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday I think night. It was Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So it's just. Nothing on the road, you know, we'd like to get there early to try to make another round or right. whatever, get yeah. back where we're going. So, 
So we kind of think, all right, let's. Just, I just wanted to get my truck registered. That's it. We're that's just all. trying to just trying to get back. Just trying to get back for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So we uh, we kind of think, let's just poke along and see if let's see if we can just kind of make it down the road a little ways. Well, we pull out of McDonald's and just there's just a little ways between Thermopolis and the start of the Wind River Canyon. So and I'm and I'm being all like, yeah, and I'm being all like, follow me, like. Uh, I got us through the first fire. I'll get us through the, you know, whatever. We'll be fine. Why was I in front of you here? I don't think you were in front. I, I was. I, were you? Yeah. Because the high, yeah. yeah I was definitely in first? front. Okay. So, okay. So either redact that then. You were in front. No, I was 100% in front. You for sure we're in front. For sure okay. at this point. And I don't know why. So. Because I, th- I think he, he saw that we were running to get, okay, anyway, tell this story. So we're rolling along regardless, either way, which position we're rolling along and goes by me all of a sudden. A hypo. Highway patrolman. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, and we're just getting into the canyon. Right. And, and you can't canyon. really see behind you with these are oversized. You can kind of see back part way. And so I'm just looking in my mirror and with these modern LEDs are so bright on these cop cars. I'm like, please no lights. Please no lights. Please no lights. I just see like this blue haze of red and blue lights. I'm like berries oh, and cherries. Man. Yep. And so, you know, we see him and we're at this point where there's a big pullout right there. So he comes around me kind of up to Weston and we all pull into this, this pullout. Yep. Big pullout fits both of our trucks in there. This is again, I'm like, I, oh, oh, my CB wasn't working. Oh, CB, yes, CB wasn't no working. service? And there's no cell yeah. service there. So we can't, there's no communication and the cop goes right up to Weston's truck and I'm just like, <laughs> I have no idea. Again, this is I'm pretty moment. fresh. Yeah. I'm pretty like, fresh. I don't know. I don't even, cause you try to kind of. You always do this when you're running with guys. You try to, you know, kind of keep your logbooks the same. Just, you yeah, know, just corroborate everything. Keep it all together. And I have no idea what Weston's going to say. And I have no idea what he's going to, the cop's going to come back and ask me. I'm yeah. like, I, I just <laughs> yes. don't know. So I guess we're just going to wait this and see what happens. This is just like two witnesses in separate mm-hmm. rooms. Yes, exactly. Like, well, what did he say? <laughs> what, I'm like, yeah, I said, no. <laughs> kind of that so he comes up to me first and I'm like, oh, geez. I don't know. But I do know that we're, we're not supposed to run after dark. You knew that. Yeah. And so just like a freaking lightning bolt came to me, knocks on my door and says, what are you doing, man? And all this. He actually wasn't. He was, he was nice. Yeah. yeah he's he a good yeah, guy. Yeah. He comes up. He's like, what are you guys doing running? I'm like, and so I, you know, I tell him, man, we, we came in, it was just before dark and we pulled into that McDonald's there True. in Thermopolis. True. And I said, we finished eating and it had gotten dark. True. But of course we're in our loaded semis. We can't park in the middle of town. Also true. So we looked on the map and see there's this pullout, which we're in right now that you pulled us over into. First pullout. I said, this is the first pullout we could get to. So we were just going to put down the highway, just get to this pullout, shut her down for the night. Does that sound good to you? <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> and he says, all right. And then he went back to you. Yeah. Right? And then he comes back to me. He's like, all right, man. So you guys are shutting her down. And I'm like, Yep. And I'm like pulling out my wallet, getting ready to pay for some more tickets, you know? And he's like, yep. Okay. Be Dude, safe. Be safe, there, guys. Bud. I'm like, what did Weston do? Because last time we stopped, I had to give some money out. And this time we stopped, Weston's in charge and we get no money given out. I'm like, he's the new spokesman. <laughs> so then, of course, once, the, once he leaves, I run up there and Weston's like, I just told him, you know, the story. And I was like, Dude, you killed it, man. That was perfect. Like, you nailed it. <laughs> We're sounding a little renegade on this. But really, we were just really dumb. We were so young. Yeah. Just like, again, we're in that moment where we're just like, we're just taking all the work. We're just trying to keep everybody happy and, you know, try to try to figure out how to make a living out here. And I'll tell you, deal. on those, those runs for Jeff with that straw that we're paying really well, uh-huh. 
and I was running Frankenstein. Again, that's the $500 semi, you know, all in what, five or six grand. I think yeah, the trailer was about 3000 and the truck was 500 plus 15 ish to get that injector changed and going and some tires and stuff, you know, but so, so all in my setup is six ish thousand. Yeah. And we were just rolling with these. There were 400. So there are 400 miles. Yeah. And we were paying $5 a month. So we're getting $2,000 gross around. Yeah. And we had about 500 in the fuel, I think, with that little cab over. Yeah. And we, and Jeff need a lot of strata reseed those pipelines, man. Yeah. So, so really, fr- we quickly realized Frankenstein, as far as a return on investment, that had to have been about the like a, best truck on the road. It's like a foundation builder, man. It's it really like, was. It's like man. one of the trucks where you're like, that was, that truck was. Like an integral part of my yeah, history. The goofy looking rig running down the road, but that was just, yeah, that was a deal maker for they oh. kind of set up everything. Those are good times with old Jeff. See, and so then the problem with that, the good problem with that was it gave us this little taste of like, hey, this is out of state work. And, and you quickly realize in the trucking world that you need to start local because you can afford to, but the money is on the highway. Yeah. That's the hard part about trucking. Like it's the hard part. It's the hard part for families. Yeah. It's like the all around. Yeah. The true. money is on the highway. The money is not in driving, you know, eight to five. You'll get by and be fine, but you're not going to grow and really, yeah. it's just the sad reality of trucking. Yeah. The real good money is being out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So we start looking at this going, hmm, these are decent. But at this point, we're not really running cattle over the road yet. It's still mostly local sale barn to sale barn, county running type stuff. And we we want to run cattle over the road. Yeah. Or, or out of state. Yeah. You know, we want to get you're, out. You're getting a lot road. of pasture work, a lot mm-hmm. of local, a lot of like in, you say, sale barn things, stuff. Yeah. yeah. 100 miles here. I think my, my longest haul at that time was about 150 was kind of the deal. And I'd work at the sale barn every week. I'd auctioneer. And then at night we'd help load trucks and you just, those guys would roll in and you're like, where are you headed? They're like. Headed to Omaha, Nebraska, and near San like, Angelo. Yeah, yeah. At that time, we were sending a ton yeah. of cattle going down to San Angelo, Texas, and you're like, "Oh man, like what's that pay?" And they're like, "It's like it's like seven thousand bucks a load going," to, you know. And you're like, "What's it like to be rich, sir?" Yeah, <laughs> wow. And all them guys rolling in in those fancy Pete's, you know, those three seventy nines and lights everywhere and new trailers, and you're just like, "Meanwhile, I'm loading straw and Frankenstein." <laughs> yeah, using Microsoft Word to its fullest <laughs> capacity. Anyway, so we start looking, and, and at this point, I'm starting to develop some relationship with these cattle buyers. You get into the drag. Oh, that drink. Into the <laughs> I see, a like brutal. Like, <laughs> I kind of was liking it though. <laughs> so we're developing relationships. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting to know this one particular cattle buyer, and this particular cattle buyer has his own small fleet of cow trailers. So yeah. it's he's he's the guy I'm most connected with, and 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 get along with the easiest. But he's got his own set of trailers. So he's not going to just give you his, his good loads. No. But I'm like, hey, is there any? And he's, he hits me up one week and he's like, hey, I think I got a, I got a deal that might fit you. It might fit you and your brother. <laughs> right up your alley. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what is it? He's like, well, you're going to be going down to Ord, Nebraska. And I'm like, I look on the map and I'm like, that's like a real load, man. That's, that's like 790 miles. Like we, by the, you know, I've got a truck. I think that'll make the trip. Think. And I've got a trailer that's in decent shape. I got a pretty good deal on an off-brand trailer. Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. And I'm like, let's let's do it. So I don't even know what it is. And he's like, okay, here's the details. He goes, you're gonna start in Lewistown. I've got, you know, thirty head of buck sheep. <laughs> I got twelve ewes, and a couple lambs. 
I'm like, okay, well, that's no problem. Rooster taught me how to haul. Oh, sheep. yeah, we'll haul anything. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Whatever. And then it goes, okay, and then you're going to pick those up. And then you're going to go over to, over by Bozeman, Montana. And I got the sail barn there. I've got seven calves. I've got another bunch of ewes. But this time there, I got 29 goats. You got to get those goats on, okay? Make sure they don't stay there. They've been there too long already. Yeah. Go, okay. Make sure there's 29. They like to crawl out. And you got to make sure you find them because they'll be scattered all over the yard. Okay. And make sure you get those calves because they got to get dropped off at a different little lot down there in Nebraska. I'm like, okay. Then when you're done there, you need to go back to Billings. And your last pick, your third stop will be the Billings, some more sheep, a few more cattle, and that'll make your load. Like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what Rooster did. Yeah. I mean, forever. These milk runs, we were born and bred. And, born, that's all we've yeah. done. So we do it. And I'm like, Stoney, let's roll. And of course, we're like, oh, yeah. We're really statement. doing it, man. <laughs> we're really doing it. <laughs> so, so, so we hook up and we head out. And, and at that time in that truck, we were driving this international. I got a great deal on this little international fuel truck. Been used for pulling tankers and had this tiny little bunk. Ghost. The, the ghost. ghost. Yeah. We called it the ghost because it was this silvery pale color. Great little truck. And we, we double bunk. We're team, we're team oh, running yeah. this little 36 inch bunk international. Oh yeah. We'd start at Lewis. Wait, we'd work the sale. We'd work the sale at Lewistown. In Lewistown at the auction. We loaded that night. We'd load that night. We slept over at Three Forks. We'd take a nap there, remember? Take a nap, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, yeah. Then so it's to, like you get to Three Forks, like, ah, oh, this is awesome, man. We're like, still, we're doing it. still doing it. Yeah, they get to Billings, like, okay, <laughs> we're about 12 hours in this deal and we're just about to start down the road. Yeah. Yeah. And we're realizing, like, huh, like this is. I remember when I was growing up, I used to get so upset with Rooster when. If I didn't wake up and we weren't in South Dakota the next morning, yeah. I was so disappointed in him. Yeah. Oh. And I never realized how unfair that was to be young and be like, you didn't only made it to Broadus? Like, what's wrong with you? I think I remember, I think I remember Billy Jack saying on, on when he was a guest on the podcast talking about how he'd do the milk run with Rooster and then they'd get to like Al Zeta and, and Bill's like, man, we're almost there, Russ. <laughs> and, and Rooster's like, Billy, if you can't hold it together for a couple of days, you, you, you <laughs> can't at least... 24, 48 hours. You never. But that was on those milk runs. Oh yeah. man, you get so tired before you even, you even get really start the get trip. start the trip. You've already made like three pickups and drops and it's just and, like, and, oh. and then it's sheep and it's these mixed oh. loads and you just fight them to load them and they're not sheep trailers. And oh, man, we were doing, but we do those milk runs regularly. But he was giving us one load a week. Yeah. And yeah. It was just like, oh my. But brutal. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was like a $3,000 check and you're like, ooh. <laughs> 3500 bucks or something. You're like, if we could do this once a week, I'll, that's all I need to do my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And we're good. I remember you literally saying like, yeah. one of one these a week, week I'm retired yeah, when I'm, I'm 40. I'm done. <laughs> I've done the math. I remember loading once in Billings. I don't know if you remember this, but I was, it was just, I was exhausted. It worked the whole, had a long sale in Lewistown, worked it, loaded a bunch of bad sheep and some cattle and then went to three forks and then finally in, B- in billings the lights coming up and everything for the day and i'm just dragging yeah the sun's coming up and you're just getting ready to start your trip and we're loading some 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 goats and there's this big old billy goat and you were talking to someone i think you were just finished talking to someone as i'm loading these goats in the trailer and this freaking goat turned back on me and i you know i put down my you know my sort and stick or whatever and i said all right screw this i'm just manhandling this thing in there and that goat got under me and just flipped me. And I just landed just in a pile. And I remember you looking and just laughing. And I'm just covered in crap. 
and it just got owned and I was so tired. And I was just like, this is the dumbest thing. I hate everything about trucking. Why are we doing this? This, <laughs> Why are we here? I still remember just getting worked by this big old billy goat and, and you getting a kick out of it. And <laughs> I was being so mad. <laughs> oh, and you'd get so mad over stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Or similarly, as we're pulling out of Billings, I remember this too. And we try to, you know, team truck and try to time it where you're asleep so we could just roll. So while you're sleeping, I'm driving vice versa, obviously. Yeah. And I remember you wake me up and say, all right, man, I was getting a little drowsy. Why don't we swap? Oh, okay. And so I jump in the seat there and, you know, I'm kind of waking up and feeling all right, feeling all right and getting the truck rolling and everything. And then I feeling thirsty and I reach down, I see the Mountain Dew bottle there. And so I'm cork that thing. And it's a little, little bit warm and it hits my mouth and then just spitting all over. Realize it was your freaking pee bottle. Just took a mouthful of pee. I was so mad. Speaking of getting mad at like little things, I was so mad. Do you remember that? And again, you were laughing just like this in the back. I, oh my like, God. How do you grab this? I don't know, man. I was asleep. I don't know what's going on. I'm thirsty. Dude, if you're ever team trucking, little trucker tip, if you're ever team trucking, Definitely no, no. verify. Never whatever. grab the closest bottle and take a swig. Then that, you know, I'll own it. That was, that was a bad mistake on my part. I, sh- I know better than that. I'll share an equally awful story here in a little bit. But if you're going to share that one. Oh, yeah. And then I also remember me trying to, when I would get tired and say, all right, Jay, can you jump in or whatever? Or you start trucking, start driving. And then I'd go to the sleeper and try and just trying to fall asleep. But if Jay ever gets drowsy in the truck, uh-huh. credit to you. Yeah. The most important job is to keep yourself spry and awake and ready right, to roll. Right, yeah. With no regard to any other, what else is going on in the truck. Nope. If anyone's trying to go to sleep. Most important guys in the driver's it's seat. It's true. That, I mean, that is the truth. But Jay just auctioneering it about, you know, the, the loudest decibel you could possibly auctioneer. And then going like this on your steering wheel in rhythm with your auctioneering. As I'm trying to sleep, just so loud. And that would drive me nuts. And then I also remember pulling out of Billings, whatever truck we were in, I don't know if it was Ghost, but the only speakers that worked was the, the, the bunk the speakers. speakers. Right. So just crank it up. It's so like you're getting a little drowsy. And I'll never forget you just cranking up. And then I just, I'm startled awake to you two. It was you two in the name crank. of love. In the name <laughs> of love. Like I, as loud as you possibly could. And you just belting it. And me just think, well, what is going on in here? <laughs> I don't know if those come across oh. as funny as they were, but oh, oh, I do those remember. were all those milk runs where we were just earning those out-of-state runs, oh, man. They were, they were rough. Oh. They were rough, but then you get that, you get that money and you're like... But then, <clears throat> but then we started getting some straight cattle loads straight out-of-state, didn't we, from the same yeah, guy? Yeah, so the same guy, he's finally really like, he's like, hey, you put in your... And they started using their own sheep trucks. The, the people that were buying the sheep out of, you know, were sending Thank from goodness. Nebraska yeah. and Colorado, sending trucks up to load sheep on their own. Yeah, oh, thank man. goodness. But we, we paid our dues there for sure, getting to go out of state. So one of the memorable moments, since you shared your swallowing the whiz. Not swallow. No, no swallow. Just touch the lips, maybe just barely <laughs> got past lips, then immediate spit it out. <laughs> so we were we were driving home from one of these trips one time in Reno. Reno, the freight line, big condo freight yeah. liner that I had. And we stopped in Valentine, Nebraska okay. at the grocery store, trying to be a little more healthy. 
Like, ah, we should, if we get stuff from the grocery store. This is a gross story. Rather than, it was rough. This is more just like, oh, this is bad. Story. This is, this is a bad, this is a bad time. So we go in and we get, we go ahead and get some fried chicken from the hot case. Yeah. And a couple gallons of Gatorade. Yeah. That's exactly what it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. They had like the bulk. We're like, oh, buy yeah. in bulk. Yeah. Chicken from the hot case has got to be better than food from McDonald's down the road. Not in reality, it's not, but that's what we're thinking. Yeah. We chow it down, we hit the road, and we're just, I'm just rolling, just put in a good shift from Valentine all the way up across South Dakota, get over to Broadus, and yeah. all of a sudden, like a light switch, I'm just like, whoa, like I gotta stop because I'm like throwing up. I'm like, I gotta throw up, man. I, something happened bad. So I go and I'm just, I mean, I'm, I like just everything I have left in me, all the Gatorades and all. Don't know go into detail on the contents, but just oh man, bad. throwing and going. Yeah, so I think I'm like Stoney. You're gonna have to. And actually, I think you had driven like already from Rapid City to yeah, Broadus. Rap. Yep, that's exactly right. And it was getting super late and or early in the morning, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, you have to drive, man. We're either gonna have to stop here and sleep the rest of the night, or you're gonna have to keep rolling. And so you're like, oh, I'll roll on. Yeah. So I'm in the back and the, <laughs> in the sleeper back there. Yeah, and I. All that's left inside me is whatever had managed to get pushed from my stomach into the intestinal digestive side of the system, you know, the human system. So there's nothing in my stomach, but there is still some things to be had in the digestive <laughs> tract. expelled. Yes. So we're going, and I mean, I, I've never felt so rotten, just nauseous, and we're driving. And then on to top it off, this truck that I'd bought, part of why I got it bought so cheap was that someone smoked like three packs a day in that truck for the last 23 years. Oh, it was, it was just baked into it. Like I, I had done it. I like went so far as to scrub the walls with diesel. I, I put diesel <laughs> yeah. on a rag and it was like wiping the walls of this truck, trying to get the smell out. Like it's like, mm -mm. nope. So you're that old cigarette smell and sick. And it turns out it's just food poisoning or something yeah. from this fried chicken. And I'm going and the number two starts to gurgle a little bit. And I'm like, oh, oh. And I'm not sure why. There was a reason we couldn't pull over. There had to be a reason why we couldn't pull over. I don't know I'm why. sure you just wanted to keep rolling. Just because I wanted to get home. So I had found this really big container. Well, okay, yeah. I think it's because you were going so often that it would have been pulled like I, over about every We just would have had to stop. And I just yeah. had to go just, just lay out there in the ditch. <laughs> Luke's going to be so proud of this part of the podcast. This is a new low. So although he shared his urine injection into his rear end. Oh, yeah. So he's been Yeah, there. you're good. So I've got the, the runsies going so bad that I have to, I find this very large, big old big cup, gulp cup, big gulp, like a big gulp. And I somehow figure out a way to actually be able to go into that. <laughs> I know it's embarrassing, but it's a podcast, man. It's long form content. So I go in this thing and after a bit, you know, it's like, I've got some in there in this <laughs> cup, in this cup where like, I need to get rid of it. And this is the spot where I'm, I don't know why this, I don't, I don't know how this turned this way. Maybe it was my fevered state that I was just like, ah. I mean, I'm really, I think I'm going to die. It's a couple hours down the road. Now we're between Miles City and Jordan. Jordan, yeah. And I'm like, Stoney, roll down the window. First, I think I was like, hey, just toss this out the window. And he's like, are you touching that? No way. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, roll down the window. And I think the passenger window didn't work. Rito's passenger window didn't work. So he rolls down the driver's window and he's driving, you know, trying to keep it on the road. <laughs> I grab this cup and I give it the fling. 
I don't throw the cup. I didn't litter. I didn't throw the cup out. I just flinged. And <laughs> yeah, you fl- you flinged the contents. You leaned across me to get this. Over you, like, oh. So I'm kind of standing behind the seat, and I'm kind of flinging around in front of you. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. It was so bad. But, but About every no, 10 miles. But, but no spillage. I think everything to your was credit. clear. Pretty clean. And and it's to you guys still from the story, I still have a hard time with fried chicken. I'm like, this is years and years ago. And I'm like, ah, and I drive by that that grocery store and I'm still like, ah, I'm not quite ready to go hard back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is so funny. Oh. oh, it wasn't funny when it was happening. That was pretty brutal, man. It was it was a little rough. Oh. Oh man. So we got a couple more. I think we got time to do these last couple here real quick. Yeah. Hope you guys find the humor in that. I think you will. Let's see. So do you remember when we went and got like my Pinnacle 379? Like Ooh. the greatest truck that, like the, the fanciest or whatever in the a, eyes of the trucking yeah, yeah. world. It was a bad truck. It was sweet. So yeah. I found this, this 2007, it was the last year they made 379s. It was in Las Vegas. One owner had, you know, all this warranty and all this, just all the right stuff. And so I, I bought it, paid cash for it. $75,000. And I was like, my greatest, like, all right. Sold a couple of the old trucks. Yeah. I was like, here we go. We're taking our cash and we're going to Vegas. So I lined the deal up with the guy. He's going to meet us. We book a room at the Luxor, the, yeah. the, the Black Pyramid, Pyramid you yeah. know, and we, we fly in there. And I should have known the trip was taking some interesting turns when we, we booked Allegiant because they had a nonstop, the only nonstop stuff to Vegas. And we got sat in the back of the plane next to the engine. And if you've never sat next to the engine on an Allegiant flight where the engine's on the back of the, you know, on the back tail wing or whatever, it's just, you really feel it and hear it both. So to ease the pains of the trip, of course, Allegiant's kind of a budget airline. Yeah. So there's no complimentary anything. No way. I mean, you're paying for your seat cushion, everything. Like it doesn't, they don't just give you a ticket. They're like, this is for the carpet you wore. Walk into your seat. (laughs) This is for the cushion. This is for the backrest. So in flight, they offer things, but you got to buy them all. Yeah. And Weston's like, hey, you know, should we get? And I'm like, too, too much, too yeah. much. Like, yeah. No, no, it's a ripoff. Of course, frugal Jay. I'm kind of just true. I'm kind of taking my little nap, trying to just peacefully get through with the thrum and the vibrations of this engine on this flight. Maybe I doze off, not sure. And I wake up and Stoney has made a little move while I was asleep. Just making stuff happen for me. You were, you were. What did you do? Well, I don't remember what I bought. What'd you wake up to? Because I... You basically, they offered, they're like, you can buy like a cookie or a snack or you can have the mega jumbo pack, which includes pretzels, cookies. It's like this this value tray of everything. Oh, yeah. And it includes like a little drink. And I wake up to Weston's lap tray down and he's just got the menagerie. Just, just happy as a camper. Just <laughs> and he didn't, even, I didn't miss a beat. He's just like, you want some? Just <laughs> threw all in. So that's when I knew this trip was going to be great. But the greatest point of this trip, we go, we, we drive the truck, we love it, we decide to buy it, you know, pay the guy. And the last, the night before we left, it was kind of an overnight deal. We wired the money and whatever, we wanted to verify. And so the next morning, we we're going to finalize and leave. And so that night, we had a little time and Weston had been practicing blackjack like a wild man with rooster. No. Yes. No, no, that's not quite all, accurate. Well, through high school. Through we high were, school. So we some years play. previous. Yeah. Rooster is a, a mad blackjack player yeah. and understands, you know, has All a the stuff. Yeah, a real mm-hmm. understanding of the odds and how to play by the book. So and, for years I've had to deal with Weston telling me how awesome he is at blackjack. And I'm like, 
this is sweet because we're in Vegas and you're a wizard at blackjack, right? Because Rooster told you all the stuff. Yeah, and in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, but I forgot. It'd been about three or four years since I even while. thought about blackjack. So, and <clears throat> we're thinking like, we can go find a place where, you know, you play for a couple bucks, you know, actually like play some blackjack. We don't have a lot of, I mean, we just bought this truck, so we don't have a lot of money left. We spent pretty much all the dollars on this Between truck. that and the Allegiant Menagerie today, yeah, we're, we're pretty strapped we're running low on fun. So, so I'm like, I'm, I talk West, and I literally talked him into this. I'm like, all right, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to provide the cash. I know nothing about anything when it comes to cards, board yeah. games, any of that stuff. I'm like, I'm going to get the chips, and you are going to play some blackjack, and we're just going to see how it yeah. goes. Well, then we find out, like, for 100 bucks, we get, like, Four plays. Yep. It was like $25 blackjack. Yep. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, 100 bucks is like nothing. No, I think it does nothing. nothing but to it. us, we're like, it's 100 bucks, man. That was, that was some goats and stuff we all did. It's <laughs> a lot of toiling. Yeah. So we give it to Stoney and I turn, yeah. the, I turn the reins over to Stoney. Yeah, say, give me the chips uh, yeah. and let's roll. So he's sitting over there. He's doing his pre, pre-game stretches. Yeah, all the while, I, it hasn't clicked to me. Hey, what you, you don't doing? remember anything <laughs> about Blackjack. You haven't done... No, we didn't review anything. Didn't no, review nothing. Didn't call Rooster. No, nothing. I just I thought it we was just locked in my head until I sat down at the... Oh, and then I'm like, okay, let's find a table with like no one there because I don't want to... <laughs> so I find... There's one, one table, table, right? He's just, he, you're doing your stretches. And I come over with my little platter of four chips. And I'm like, here, Stoney. Yeah. I say, let's <laughs> do this. Let's get rich. Here we go. Put one in, right? Yep. And it's just me and the dealer. Yep. And she's just a sweet, sweet Asian lady that's mm-hmm. there, you know, working in, in Vegas. And uh, <laughs> so we get going. And then that's when it hits me. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't remember anything about Blackjack. And it's, there's nothing wrong with just standing up and walking away at any time. We could have. Couldn't. But it didn't. Just immediately went into a fugue state, pretty much, because <laughs> I don't remember anything what happened. Uh-huh. But I remember d- of, of her dealing and me, you know, hitting, staying, or whatever, doing what I'm doing. But not nothing is working in my head. Yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, sorry, you lose," and taking it. And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, next game." And we're doing it. And then by like the third game, she's like, "I'm like, all right, hit me." And she's like, "Oh, sir, you should stay." But in my head, I'm like, "Oh, she's tricking me. <laughs> You're trying to trick me, huh?" And she's like trying to help me out. And I'm saying, not today. Hit me. And then just bust. And I, within about 40 seconds, probably just lose a hundred bucks because my mind just went blank. Like, obviously I'm not a gambler, but but I knew, I knew how to play by the book and everything like like that. When to be safe and all just out the window. So, and then Jackson, and and this is Jackson, the frugal king. This is Jackson, you know, the bologna sandwich guy. And I gave him a hundred dollars. Give me a hundred bucks, which is a lot for us back then, especially. And I just dead silence walking back and just, I'm just like, I am so sorry, brother. You were so mad at yourself. Yeah, for I like, was. For like two hours. You're just like, I'm like, let's go to dinner now. And you're like, no, you're like, I don't, don't deserve to eat. I, I shouldn't even eat. It just blew, blew our mind. I'm just going to go sit in the room. You know? And you're like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Really? It's fine. It's fine. You know, and inside, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to tell Haley. <laughs> oh, I lost this hundred dollars. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm trying to play it cool for little brother. You're like, nah, man, it's hundred bucks. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Not the best gambler. Yeah. That, that trip went interesting. It ended in an interesting fashion where while driving through Wells, Nevada, we were accosted over the CB by the illegal prostitutes of Wells, Nevada. Yeah. And which in our Montana, what's. What yeah. what they say? Yeah, <laughs> ended up rolling through a, a strange four way stop sign they have. It's just like a 
stop trap for yeah. the local cops. And we ended up getting it. Well, you're, you're saying we, it was me. Well, yeah, you were driving. And I, and I was wasn't listening to the, <laughs> the prostitutes on the CP. <laughs> it's good for the story. But it was, it really was just a weird four-way yeah, stop. You come off the have. freeway there and, and like all of a sudden you're supposed to stop like, like right a, yeah, off the freeway. Crazy. Like, What's that about? So then we get a, it was just like a $75 ticket. Yeah. So on top of the burn, hundred, burn a hundred bucks and then got us a sweet little $75 <laughs> ticket on top of it. Yep. Yeah. So not my greatest work, but the truck. The oh truck man, was sweet man. We were living, it, and we named him Blackjack. We named it Blackjack after the fateful. <laughs> and and still, I sold that truck to a local guy here, and he still calls it Blackjack. Yeah, the name stuck. In fact, he got some vinyl of some Blackjack cards. Oh, that's right. And put yeah. on the hood. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good um, trip, man. Let's see. We got we got a handful of more minutes here. Do you uh, you want to talk about your solo running? I think you should. Dude, because it was crazy. Because all of this, all this goat hauling and everything, we we got it all done, and it led to, it led to us being like, we can we can do this, and more yeah. calls kept coming in, and this this it was actually for this buy the, the same, same goat buyer. Yeah, he's like, hey, I need you know more loads and more loads, and we're like, you know what? Why couldn't we just like Weston's been driving for a while now? Why not? You're totally capable. You've been on your own on all these other mm-hmm. adventures. Why not just start running some out-of-state loads on your own? Yeah, so it was pretty cool because we kind of toiled and worked together on those those hard milk runs, yeah. and it turned into getting some pretty much straight loads of cattle out of state and yeah. enough of them that it, it kept both of us busy. Well, yeah, and we were rolling in the fall. Yeah, now. and of course, me driving your truck for you. But, but yeah, I think it was still a lot of hauling cattle down to Billings and making drops through the night and then mm-hmm. getting picking up a straight load of cattle from Billings and going out of state. And going, you run a lot over to North Dakota because the oil field was booming. Yeah, doing a lot. buying cows. And I was, I was doing a lot to Minnesota, a few loads to Minnesota. Oh, yeah, you did was all big, those Revere, Minnesota yeah, loads. Yeah, I did a lot of that. Uh-huh. But just funny, funniest thing, I guess, or I had no problem you know, rolling down the road, backing up to shoot, bumping a shoot and, you know, going point A to point B, like no problems, always so smooth, but I'm not like a trucker. You know, there's a, there's a culture, there's a community, there's like people who know what they're talking about. And I'm not one of those guys. <laughs> and I don't mean that as in like, I don't want to be part of the community. I just mean like, right. I just like, I'm not good at talking about trucking stuff. And like, like motors and transmission. Like it's not your, yeah, it's not like your thing. You're not like, like, you like find I, joy in it. Yeah. Like, like you know. I know motors and everything like that. And I understand, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the horsepower ratings and what that's going to actually do for you. And if it's a big enough motor to, yeah. to do what you want to do. But at this time, I, you're I like 22. Stuff. Yeah. I'm pretty young. And, but so it would just be the funniest thing even like loading cattle and trying to get weights and stuff and understanding bridges and weights and things it's just like i don't really have any i just want to just someone load me and let me drive this thing type deal i'm ready to roll so when i started loading solo it would be the funniest thing especially if we're like picking up cattle in the country and things like that but it would be like okay i hope jackson's in service because i need to know what cattle they want me to load and how much they weigh (laughs) so that jackson can tell me which compartments to put them in I have no idea. <laughs> and so, you, you know, the, the cattle buyers or whoever's helping you load are expecting you to know everything. And so we'd be, okay, all right, what's my head count? Okay, and what are those? Okay, gotcha. And he'd be like, yeah, what do you want? And I'd be like, oh, I forgot something in my truck. Hang on, friend. Let me go. Let me go check this real quick. In the meantime, I'm dialing Jackson. Please pick up. Please pick up. Please pick up. Jackson, please. Please pick up. And I'm shooting him text. This is what I have. Tell me where to put him. And then, you know, I come back out trying to stall. Say, oh, you ready for Oh, hang on. Let me go. I'm going to check. Let me just. Left my glove. On the left the glove. Jackson, come on. Please call me back. Please call me back. And then just in the nick of time, 
you know, just, all right, okay, bring me seven head for my nose. Just, <laughs> just in the nick of time. Cause I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah. And even now, if, you know, if you're like, Hey, go, go, go get a load of cattle for me. I'd be like, all right, tell me what to put where. <laughs> Cause I can load them. I can work cattle better oh, yeah. than most oh, yeah. anyone on the road. 100%. But as far as just, you know, Those and then like, when people would ask, you know, any trucking questions on this, my like worst pet peeve is when like I see some, which most truckers, they love it. If they see a buddy on the road and you're going the same direction, it's like, yeah. all right, let's roll together. And you're talking on the CB the whole time. <laughs> when I'd have the Allen name on my marquee on my trailer <laughs> and then someone would be like, oh, it's one of Jackson's boys. <laughs> and you come up and say, hey, who's that there in the red freight liner? And you're like, oh. that's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, buddy? What you what you got going? What you you know, asking all these questions. What you got in that truck? Trying to know what motor I've got. And I'm like, How's your motion lotion situation? Oh, yeah. But any trucking questions, you know, just what are you yeah, running yeah, with? What, yeah, what's your motor? Oh, I'm just it's a it's a red semi that I got here and I'm <laughs> it's got it's got a lot of rubber on the road and <laughs> And the fuel gauges are working pretty good, buddy. <laughs> you know, but what motor you got? Oh, it's 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 got a Cummins. Oh, what Cummins? Oh man, we're hitting. I can't hear you like, real well. Capital C, man. But but yeah, I yeah yeah yeah. So that was just kind of that was me solo running. Was, Dude, but the cool thing, the good attribute to you, is that you you soldiered on. Like I'm out here, like and you did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you know, I went over the road it. for months, you know? Yeah. I, it was the full, you had like the full fall experience out there. Just yeah. Running back and, and again, forth. totally comfortable with everything, but just, I'm not like, not a trucker. I can truck, but I'm not really a trucker, you know? It's funny because I have that almost that exact same experience in reverse with the, remember the old bass player at the oh, yeah. at that show? Yeah, that's exactly. So it was a similar. Yeah, it was a similar situation. I'll probably wait and share that story when we yeah. resume sometime. But yeah, you should. But it's, <laughs> dude, it's good. You remember when we do we have? To, I don't know if we have time. We got we got time. We got time for one more. When we were team, this was later after I'd done solo runs. I'm really capable trucker at this point. But when we made that double run, it was it was pretty local from Butte to Stanford, Montana. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I think it was kind of a doing it for a friend kind of thing. Yeah, we were mostly over the road then, but yeah, but we had this mm-hmm. little deal that we needed getting. some stuff from Butte to Great Falls, which wasn't very lucrative for us because we had a lot of deadhead miles. Yeah, to Stanford. Yeah, to Stanford. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's we took trip. out we took out blackjack. So yeah. so on this deal, we get this call, guys. I got two loads. It's actually three loads. I got three loads. Yeah. I need to go from Butte to Stanford, Montana, and lay them into the Green Giant there. And we're like, okay, so. Stoney's around. I'm like, Stoney, send you in the Pete cab over. I'm going to take Blackjack. And then I got another guy from Great Falls going to come help us. And so we head over there and we get on I-90 between Billings and Butte at Big Timber. And the road is just an unbelievable, just pure ice sheet. Yeah, disaster. And usually if the road, if it's icy and snowy, the wind typically isn't much over like 20, 30 miles an hour. Yep. This was like a 40 to 50 mile an hour wind. It was enough wind that we... Had to drive side by side, shoulder yeah. to shoulder down the freeway. Yeah, to cut the wind. Because mm-hmm. what the wind was doing, it was so slick, it was just pushing the truck over. Yeah. So we fight and we claw and, and, and it's, you're, we're empty. And you know, you're, in, no you're in the cab over, which by this time is like the prized cab over. Yeah, and, it's know, like a I'm show this, truck. Yeah, I'm in this nice Peterbilt. Well, we roll in the Butte and we've got well, about four hours to sleep, I think. 
before it was standalone. After fighting the the passes to Bozeman yeah. and the over Bozeman and to Butte, oh. then we had the yeah Cardwell and Butte and Homestake. Yeah. And the next day is going to be you know more challenges. So we're like, let's get some sleep. But again, I'm so frugal. Even though we're driving like this this coveted cab over that you know <laughs> so nice and sweet, and I'm driving this beautiful. 379 the, yeah the, the nicest truck you'd ever had up to that point by far i'm like we don't idle we just don't idle okay so we'll shut the trucks off did you have a bunk heater no i think i just was set up really well because i've been trucking all winter and i think i was just set up really well yeah in that truck for cold yes you were mm-hmm. do you want to know what i had in my truck <laughs> what did you have so again jackson's so frugal frugal we kill the motors we're not idling through <laughs> shut the night them this is for four hours I just jumped in the truck when we got in. I kind of thought like, oh, Jackson's got this, this truck pretty probably equipped and ready to roll. But it had been parked for Have a you ever bit. driven by, <laughs> you know, like a, just kind of like a weird sketchy lot in like a bad part of town and there's like a van with a clothesline with the weirdest huge blankets set out yeah, and like, it's like a Leonard Skinner blanket, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and like a like a bengal tiger flag. portrait yeah. yeah huge american flag just this random thing just weird huge blankets it was yeah. one of those blankets of marilyn monroe yeah who jackson's wife Haley, was a huge yeah. marilyn monroe fan and yeah. like yeah looks so that, a lot yeah. like marilyn monroe <laughs> and stuff she's a huge huge marilyn fan so i think jackson got it for her kind of as like a yeah kind of funny but cool gift that's all there was all in that truck in this freezing night was the marilyn blanket which is very, you know, it's not a real good deal. You know, they're, yeah. they're made for the side of the yeah, road. Right, right. And, and one pillow. And a pillow. Which, and it and is a pillow. freezing. Oh. <laughs> the, the, it, it was probably like 20, but the wind was blowing and that cab over, it's all cab overs. They just, they breathe, man. Yes. They just let the air in and just, out. No matter how much work you do to them, cab beautiful overs. Beautiful wind tunnel. Just breathe. So, <laughs> of course, I tell Satoni, like, hey, man. That's, you know, that's, that's that. Just four hours. You can always make it through four hours. I'm just, just shivering. All my clothes on just, (laughs) just shivering so hard through the night to where I finally, and again, I got a lot of, you know, and this is after I'd blown all Jackson's Vegas money, got that ticket that he had to pay. But even despite all that, I said, forget this. I'm starting this truck. I I did have a heater. (laughs) I did have, I did give you a little contingency. I said, look, yeah, if it gets did. really bad, yeah, you, did. you can start the truck. Okay. Fire up the truck. But if you are going to run this truck, it's an old B model Caterpillar. Yeah. Runs great, but it idles just super, super low. And you gotta, you gotta idle it up, meaning you gotta give it a little gas, a little fuel on the pedal. Otherwise, it won't get enough oil pressure up into the engine to lubricate it right to sit there and idle for hours. Another trucker tip. So I was like, just, you can use, I said, there's a, I think my, they had no, some no no <laughs> that you didn't tell me that was my anything. invention okay no didn't tell you anything you said, no because the idler was working for you okay you couldn't get it to work i couldn't get, okay so kind of weird yeah. i start the truck i cannot get it has a little idler that's kind of like a little pull out thing yeah you pull it and it, and it sets the <clears> throttle yeah so this manual idler right yeah cannot get it to work for the life of me i mean i am struggling with it and, yeah. and, and, and you know if i can't figure this out i can't idle it yeah I, yeah if I can't get this up, I can't idle it up and it, Jackson's going to be, you know, not real happy with things. So let me, now let me flash to me. <laughs> so I'm in a beautiful slumber. I have my Arctic. Oh, I've got my, I've got my beard, my hair. Just in the tightest cap. truck 
Not a breath of wind coming through it. Just, yeah, just totally sealed, just entombed in my sleeping bag. Over right next to me in his semi. And I, I mean, nothing's going to wake me up. And all of a sudden, I just start hearing this. And then it goes back to normal. And then I hear. And I'm like, what in the world could be possibly going on? And I don't even know. I'm kind of in my half sleep. And I'm like, I'm dreaming about something. And all of a sudden, I just hear again. I'm trying to figure out what in the world is going on. I don't even know from this point. I'm like, and then then I just hear the idol just goes back to an idol and then just regular idol from then on out. So flash. So that's me in the the truck. Now what's going on with you? I can't get the idler to work. So I think I got to get some, I got to be able to get some heat in here and try to get like an hour of sleep. So, So I find a load bar. For, like the big bars for winching yeah, your flat for winching flatbeds down. Mm-hmm. I find a little part and I think, okay, I'm gonna wedge this <laughs> like in the seat and just barely down on the you know on the actual throttle, yeah. the foot throttle, and I'm gonna wedge it just right where it's idled up. It's gotta be able to find a way. Turns out it was a little finicky. It just didn't quite work real well. A little sensitive, the little throttle. Sensitive, you know? This heavy load bar, so I try to wedge it, and it was just mashed down on the throttle. So hence the... And if you, you guys, if you could have seen this in the daylight, I'm sure this truck's just rolling coal. Turbo spooling up. Just going crazy. So I'm trying to get this thing set so I can get some sleep. And try three or four times and then finally just say, like, I don't care. I don't care. Jackson can be mad at me. I don't care if this, it's an, and by this point, you're like, it's one hour. Yeah, I don't care. It's not going to ruin the motor. I'm going to try to get one hour sleep with a little bit of heat on. I'm going to snuggle back up with the Maryland blanket and try to just get a wink of sleep back there. <laughs> See, that's one of my, that's one of my all time favorites. Cause I'll just never forget that. Never. <laughs> And next morning, back was you being like, was that you? What was, what was going on? And I didn't realize, I was like, you heard that? <laughs> you hear? like, I think the whole town of Butte heard that thing just out there popping off. Oh, that was good stuff, man. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty, you know, I'm not trucking hardcore. When I'm home and you've got loads, I still go out with you and yeah. do hay hauls. We just did a bunch. Yeah. Last year, a bunch of hay hauling. Oh, yeah. You get all that straw. And yeah, Weston, if you guys want to see Weston trucking, go back on the Wild Wild West oh, YouTube yeah. channel from two summers ago. You'll see, you know, back in the earlier days of the channel, we had a couple of really good episodes of hauling straw from, yeah. you know, a couple hundred miles in Weston. You get to see Stoney in there quite a bit. So. Yeah. So I'm not <laughs> trucking all the time, but I love when I get to. But you got to be one of the few CDL holding lawyers. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Or, I would assume. And for sure, one of the few that, you know, truck cattle over the road. Like you were an over the road. Legitimately, right? Before doing it. So, yeah. So, man, some of the funnest experiences and love being able to yeah. tell those stories. I think when it finally clicked though for me. Well, yeah. How, how did you not end up kind of, being a trucker? Well, I was kind of thinking, you know, it, it is a lot of time away from the family. I mean, that's just the it truth. Is. We talked yeah. about it. It yeah. is a lot. And you've, you got to have a, an understanding situation and be in a good spot. And I, I kind of, I didn't know if I wanted that for, my family eventually, if yeah. I wanted, you know, I wasn't married at the time or anything, but I thought, I just don't know if I want that or not. So I thought, you know, I'm going to 
I'm going to go to school and see what I can do just to see if it's something I, you know, I took to and I did. But, but what really set me off, not set me off, but where I was like, ah, yeah. Kind of solidified Solidified it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was hauling a load of cattle just from Great Falls, Montana to St. Arnold, South Dakota. And going through the night and was just uh, so tired. And I crossed the broadest scale. It was closed, but, mm-hmm. you know, parked there. I'm just catching like an hour of sleep real quick before I just push on to St. Ange. And as I'm sleeping there, I have a load of cows on. And as I'm sleeping there, my truck starts rocking. I, oh, shoot, what's going on? So I go back and put a flashlight in my trailer. And one of the cows on the back end had gone down. Mm. And so I thought, oh man, I got to get her. I need to get her up right now. So she, she, you know, nothing bad happens. I don't want to lose a cow on this deal. So in Broadus, kind of right across from the scale is like county stockyards, which are, you know, available for ranchers to use and things like that. That has two or three chutes where you can unload a truck. Yeah. But I, I, so I pull over there and I'm going to just unload my back end and reload them, get that cow up. And as I'm pulling over there in my semi and, you know, trying to hurry before she i'm in a hurry so she doesn't get you know too banged up or anything and i see that all those those three you know there's three shoots two of them are blocked off and padlocked yeah so you can't access them and one of them has a, a semi backed up to it. it's open but there's a semi backed up to it Just like parked there yeah parked there and i see that his whole he's unloaded everything so he there's a whole pen full of calves behind him and so he's empty but he's just parked there sleeping so I knew, you know, he had to, I don't know if he had to get some work on his truck done and, you know, offloaded. But so I pulled down there and by this time, you know, it's eight or nine in the morning. And of course I know truckers, you know, cattle truckers sleep is a rare commodity sometimes. Right, right. So I'm like, oh, I hate to do this, but I've got to wake this guy up. Otherwise I'm, I might lose my cow. And so I, you know, I kind of get out and I'm knocking on his door and then kind of bang in because I got to get him to pull his truck up so that I can back my truck in. And as I'm knocking on his door, he just comes blowing out the door and just immediately, where am I? Who is, where are you? Where am I? Where am I? What day is it? What am I doing? What truck? Am I trucking? Where am I? Where am I? What are you? Okay. Where am I? And you're like, brought us. What day is it? It's Thursday. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Hang on. Do I have calves unloaded? Yeah. You, your whole truck's empty. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. No, I had to, had to get some work done on my motor. I was like, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> and I was like, could you pull your truck up? He was up? just and out of it. He was gone. But that's when I was just like, I don't want to be that dude. Yeah. Like that is just, it's just a little too hardcore for me. I don't want to be the guy who's waking up saying, I don't know who I am. Who am right I? Now. Where am I? Yeah. What am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it worked out. Got, I helped him reload his truck and he helped me get my cows. Oh, straight so, so it all worked out. Great, you know, great guy. But, but that's where it solidified. And I was like, you know what? I might try my hand. Yeah, 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 dude. Cattle, cattle hauling is rough, man. It is. It is definitely it's a tough trade. It is an interesting deal. Yeah, for sure. Two have had a. This has been really good. It's good stuff, man. I hope. A great uh, time. Hope it's enjoyable for some people to listen to. Yep. Pull some stuff out of. Yep. You guys, that's gonna wrap it up. I hope you enjoyed these uh, these little sessions with Stony. That's what we should call them. Oh, the Stony sessions. Yes, the Stony. Stony Sessions. I like that. Really appreciate the support, the growth. Continue to share. Continue to, to tune in and we'll continue to try to produce some some good worthwhile content for you guys. Any inquiries, uh, any questions you have, any comments, kick them over to our email. Steady at the wheel podcast at gmail.com and until next time, you guys be good. <laughs>